This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling art podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Worlds Collide. And me and Tony are fired up today. We've got so much to talk about. Usually we come on the show and we're like, I don't know. Are we going to talk about pogs? Are we going to talk about hobby drama? Well, actually, we have so much exciting stuff to talk about. Tony, what? how's this last week been for you? We have so much stuff going on. Dude, it's been awesome. Especially, what an awesome week it's been. I'm on, a, I'm on like a, a high right now for the hobby. Like, I'm feeling so good about the hobby, uh, the direction it's going, uh, uh, just, man, uh, we'll, we'll get into some of these topics here and I'll, I'll, I'll give you my opinion on some of this stuff. It's awesome. It's just been an awesome week for me. What about for you? Yep. Same. Like I just so excited for wrestling cards and wrestling and the hobby. And for the most part, everybody having a great time. The reaction to some of these things has been phenomenal. And we're going to start we, we elephant in the room. We cannot start without talking about this rock sale and we're not, we're not going to go in depth on it. We've I'm going to do it on my channel at another point. We've had other people talking about it. So not not a lot to get into, but other than the fact of that this has put wrestling cards on the map once again. But from a, I mean, if TMZ is covering a wrestling card sale, like that's massive. And it is there, massive. There, there, are, there are detractors out there that are, you know, still saying it's not the sale. It's not the really the dollar amount, but it's more like I see people not understanding why this card is important. Most of these people being non-wrestling card collectors or people that are like, oh, I collected in the 80s or I collected sports. Mm-hmm. And they're maybe so maybe this is and my hope for this is that it's triggering that interest for them. They don't understand why this sold for this much. They don't understand why it's important. So maybe they start getting into collecting again. Maybe they find out, well, I did enjoy this at one point. I see that this is popular again. Let me give it a shot. So yep. um, what's kind of your, I don't know, main takeaway from this sale for just wrestling cards in general? As I've said, since the day that Panini took over the license and watching all the stuff going on between uh, the naysayers and those who were for it, those who were against it, like, that's all irrelevant to me. Really, it is. All it does is create conversation. It's the old Eric Bischoff mentality of controversy creates cash. Yep. Um, and uh, it's it, it, it that's exactly what this is doing. So uh, the fact that it's making the news, TMZ and other outlets out there talking about this monumental rock card. Um, I don't care where your position is at. I don't care if you are a modern guy or a vintage guy or a dabble in both. That that's all irrelevant to. In the, in the grand scheme, it's irrelevant what your lane is and what you're trying to protect or what you're into or what you're, it doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is it brings the eyeballs to the hobby, period. That's all that matters. We've asked for this for years and years. I said it in the beginning with the Panini acquisition that it's 
all about putting more eyeballs in the product. When Upper Deck was putting out AEW, more eyeballs on the product, putting things on TV to promote their trading cards, more eyeballs on the product, making TMZ because of a $126,000 sale, more eyeballs on the product. Don't care. That is the ultimate thing. Well, it doesn't matter what you collect. It's it's still wrestling. People are talking about wrestling cards. Yep. I yeah, and non non collectors, non wrestling card collectors that are into sports, into Pokemon, or people who are just wrestling fans and don't collect at all. Maybe it's somebody who just read TMZ that has nothing. They don't know anything about trading yeah. cards of any kind. I, I know several and... guys. I know several guys in the in, you know in my my booking business and traveling around and going to different conventions. There's other guys who they're not even wrestling fans, but they all. Those guys who are like really hardcore bringing in some obscure talent to some certain shows, whether it be the Hollywood show or chiller theater, whatever it may be. Um, you know, these guys all have the TMZ app on their phone. So they're getting news feeds all the time. They're looking for like who died, you know, who did this, what kind of controversy is that. And all of a sudden they see the rock wrestling trading card. These guys know nothing about cards, period. And now are getting news about not only trading cards, but more specifically wrestling trading cards. And then I'm going to be able to say, Hey, Tony, did you see this? Yeah, of course I saw that dumbass. I, I said, that's <laughs> what I do. Uh, you know, but they don't know because they don't know anything about the hobby. They don't know nothing about trading cards. Right. Uh, so there are, I'm getting people who know nothing about that sharing the news to me because they saw it. So that's more eyeballs in the product. Now, whether they're going to collect or not, that's, that's something different, I, I guess. That's a whole different conversation. But the fact that, wrestling cards are getting a spotlight on them in a big, big, big way um, is, is, is amazing to me. It's important for the hobby. I think it's a really, really good thing. Unfortunately, people focus so much on the dollar amount, but honestly, the dollar amount is what's going to get people into it for the right or wrong reason. And my there's reaction, no there's my, no news, there's no dollar amount. Yeah. And my reaction to you saying like, are they actually going to collect if 10% of the millions that see this come into the hobby. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect there. I love it. We somehow always work in these little perfect sound bites or segues or whatever. That was great. Uh, But it just all around great, um, you know, more and more people coming into wrestling cards that actually see it just like a regular baseball card or basketball card, or, you know, just see it as an extension of a wrestling collectible for wrestling fans is phenomenal. Uh, That's enough on that. Let's move over to another topic which is a, I'm going to say this is almost maybe if not more of a success than the rock one of one sale. And that is the collector series. Bravo, Tony and Paul, you guys knocked it out of the park with this. Just talk about the feedback. Feedback has been amazing. Um, We are very happy and honored that um, this did as well as it did. We didn't expect that. We didn't expect, um, we were concerned that we were going to sell, you know, 75% of the sets. It's like that. That was kind of a concern for us. So our thought process, was we're going to be sitting on about 25%, you know, um, and we'll move those somehow, some way over time. So for it to sell out within 48 hours has been a big deal. And we're Amazing. Very, very thankful to everybody. Um, the metal cards seem to be a focus of interest for people, which I'm really happy about. Um uh, I love the metal cards. You know, I've been doing those uh, one-offs for myself for my in-store appearances here at the store. So I knew the quality was really, really good. And I was hoping that collectors would enjoy them as much as, as I do. And it seems to be a good good feedback. But more importantly, and I, as I told Paul, and this is 
Paul's the one who did most of the legwork on this. I mean, he really went out of his way to to get the list of people. Uh, it, it took some time to do that, and it became like this collaborative effort between uh, you know Adrian from over from KGFX, uh, GFX, and then uh, um, uh, Jerry from uh, Joypad Lad. Uh, all these guys put in the uh, pieces together to make this happen. And um, it turned out to be a really beautiful thing because I told Paul, you know, what we've done here, I think, is we've really been injected uh, some positivity back into the hobby because um, there's so much of this bickering back and forth sometimes. Like it, we can kind of fixate on that kind of stuff. Uh, people kind of just forgot about that. And it, it has been since the set, the set came out. Uh, as we got closer to release date, like the morning of the release date was a nightmare for me and my wife <laughs> uh, trying to get it going because what it did was we wanted to be on the store website as opposed to being on the WTC website. And it could have been done the WTC website through that store and kind of been really done and turned on and really done. But it forced me to have to put my store business online. So now it's, now it's online. And in the process of doing that, we had to figure out how to do the shipping and this, that, and the other. And it wasn't working right for us. It was confusing. So we were on the phone for like two hours with tech support and my wife ready to stab somebody. I'm ready to stab somebody because my wife wants to stab somebody. And, you know, it, it just got, it got, it just got crazy, but we got it done. And so we're about an hour and a half past our morning target date. We wanted to go live, but uh, it did. And then the second it was up there, my phone going, bzz, sell, bzz, sell, bzz, sell, bzz, sell. Like I was blown away. I go, Paul, this stuff is moving quickly, man. And uh, he's like, Paul, being very businessman, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Exciting. Well done. <laughs> and I'm like, that sounds like a very Vince McMahon response. <laughs> very, well, very much is. You know, when uh, Paul goes into business mode, he's very Vince McMahon. Um, and, um, it just was a nice thing. And I, I think the positivity that's coming out of this, watching the excitement of people wanting to trade with each other, help each other find their metal cards. Putting bounties uh, out there for their metal cards. Isn't that crazy? It's yeah, just, that's I awesome. I mean, right away. Uh, uh, was it Sports Card Therapist did that yes, right away? Right? Rob. Right? Shout out, Rob. Yeah, it was uh, just, it's just fun to see. And then guys having a great time. And we even sold, there were some sets that were sold to people who aren't even in the set, which was, that's mind boggling to me. Like the guy... One individual bought the last five sets, not even the set. Now, that particular one's not turning out to be such a good thing. But, I mean, the set sold from our end, but not so good for the collectors out there. That's a whole different discussion. But um, it, it just ended up being a really good thing. I, I People seem to be really happy about it. I love the excitement. People are like, hey, will you sign my card? You give me the national this year. If I mail you my card, will you sign it and send it back to me? Uh, it's just so fun. It's it's fun to see that. And I think... Um, uh, everybody's really enjoying it. And I, I'm happy. I'm really, am happy. So that's a nice one, two punch me for the week to have yeah. that. And then the, was it the, ne the very next day, the sale, the, the rock sale happened. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. it was, it's just amazing. What an amazing week, fun, fun week. I'll just touch briefly on this card set. It's amazing. An amazing response. Amazing. You sold out that quick. You guys were like the indie companies that are putting these cards out need to take a note from what you guys did as far as, leveling the print runs, sealing the boxes, putting a chase card in there. Like this is your, I guess your first maybe collaborative set and you guys knocked mm -hmm. it out of the park. And uh, these indie companies are putting out set after set after set and they still can't get things right for the collectors. Uh, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing, speaking of indie card companies like that, putting out sets, wink, wink, something might be coming. 
This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Oh, stay tuned for that. Um, my only, like, I, let me take a positive and a negative for this set. Positive, of course, is the reaction. And, I, you know, people putting $100 bounties out there for their own cards. People trying to flip these sets for double the price that they cost. And, you know, I saw some backlash against that. But the fact that somebody is even willing to have that percolate in their mind means that there's uh, there's like a demand for these things and yeah. that people are excited for them. And on the flip side, I've seen a lot of, and I'm going to like get on a soapbox here and this may turn a lot of you off. And you know, if you don't want to listen to us anymore because of me, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's fine. But there's oh, a, thank God. Did, no more podcasting. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a lot of negative reaction from people who aren't diehards in the community. And what I mean by that is there, I saw a lot of reactions with people with 10 followers and I've never even heard of who they are. And they're saying, Oh, why would I want a uh, set of a bunch of collectors? Or why would I want a set that features people to do a podcast or do a YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, but Pops just put out a baseball product with hobby influencers in it, influencers mm-hmm. in it and people went crazy for it. Uh, some good, some bad. And mm-hmm. so the demand is out there and this was a community driven thing to just have fun and supply people within the wrestling car community with a product that's fun with a chase with, you know, maybe there are people out there who like, I'm, we are not influencers, but maybe they are like, Oh, Tony, I love what you do. Sign my card. I'm a huge fan. And they treat you like they would treat an athlete on a wrestling card or a sports card. And that's a weird feeling by the way. It's weird, weird, but it's fun. And like, it just, it's a community. Like we just keep giving back to the community. You, you know, going back to the stuff you talked about with the rock card, getting more eyeballs on the product. Talking about putting this set out, giving more back to the community. That's the whole reason we're recording. We're not recording here to be these celebrity superstars because I don't care about that. We're doing this because we want, as Tony says, more eyeballs on the product, more people listening to any kind of content in reference to wrestling cards. So Mm -hmm. if you're out there and you you don't like this collector set, hit the road. Like you don't need to listen to our content anymore. I don't want you listening to my channel. My, I don't want you watching my videos. I don't want you listening to this podcast. Just get lost. But, but we're out here. Somebody's, try- somebody's at a hot. I, I don't need it. Like, you know, I have opinions about other people's stuff. Sometimes I have opinions on cards, but it's never like this disrespectful tone. I can disagree with somebody and be like, you know, I don't need to reply to that. I don't need to like slide into someone's DMs and tell them how stupid their card set is that, you know, the person that they're representing is not a quote, true collector or whatever, you know, it's just, sure. it's so stupid. Like there's so, such a good reaction and to see these little tidbits of people that nobody even knows who they are, you know, replying to someone's excitement about finding their metal card. It's just stupid. So if you're one of those people that did not like this set because you think it's stupid or something, that's okay. Just keep your opinions to yourself because nobody really cares about your opinions when you're coming against this gigantic community that is wrestling cards. So off but, the soapbox. You know, but the, uh, the, the overwhelming positivity that this set has brought out from people anyways, just greatly outshines Absolutely, those, yeah. uh, th- those negativities and that's, that's sure. not and that's a very that's a very odd case though because as we know negativity screams louder than positivity a lot of times not that's in this case so, 
and not except for case, me talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> this case is a uh, you know uh, uh, the positive response is just so uh, good that uh, those little tidbit negative comments from people like them it, it, it bounces right off me. I don't even care um, because again it's all about like with the rock sale, the, the set sale, the numbers don't lie. They're they're there. They're concrete numbers that you just you can't refute those you can't you can complain about them and it's like well it shouldn't be worth that much well it's just a stupid card set about people who collect like these are dumb. great you know fine still sold still sold yep <laughs> and speaking of numbers and speaking about speaking about wanting to stab people on customer service line let's move into our main topic of the show today and that's <laughs> running a collectibles business and you know they're I, there's a lot that goes into running a business and especially collectibles business. I think, and we saw this with COVID that people were like, Oh, I'm at home. I can just start an eBay store or I can start, mm -hmm. you know, I can buy out the business who just closed down the street, the brick and mortar. I can move into their shop and I can sell cards and figures and collectibles. But I, I think there's a lot of things and me and you both have, as business owners can speak to this. There's a lot of things that go into running a successful business or a business, even if it's a failed business that people just don't even think about when they think about. And I think the first question, and I'll ask you this because you recently opened your store. Why would you want to get into the collectible business? Like what is the drive for you? And then I'll give you my response. Uh, for me, I think opening up a business ends up being a personal decision for each person. There's multiple reasons why a person would do it. Um, so I don't think everybody's responses are going to be the same. I mean, obviously you're in the business because you want to try to make, be successful, make money. Sure. Okay? Um, for me personally, open the store was for me to anchor myself a little more being in where I live. I've been on the road so much for the past 25 years, uh, doing, uh, weekends and conventions all over the place. While I started to miss that because COVID took it away from me, um, I still was already in the early planning phases back then, as you know, of like opening a store. We talked about, it, we talked about, it, we talked about it. I started doing research, doing my homework. Um, I wanted to be more grounded. And so I am, and I still will be out in the road occasionally here and there to do, do some events. But, um, you know, I wanted to, one, I'm passionate about it. It's something you got to be passionate about. I don't think you, I'm not going to go into the dairy business. Cause I don't, I don't know, <laughs> you know, one, I can't stand milk, so why would I get in the dairy business, you know? Um, right. So I'm not going to be going out and getting my uh, my Altadena truck out there and uh, hitting your house at 3 o'clock in the morning delivering, you know, milk and orange juice and eggs. Uh, did it, though, when I was in my 20s, but um, <laughs> uh, that's a whole different... That's an after-dark aspect. That's right there, baby. <laughs> we need to do another um, one of those for some time. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, taking wrestling cards. Wrestling cards was the focal point of me getting into this. So there's the tie-in when you want to talk about cards and the hobby, but uh, opening the store was just, for me, it's about something I'm already passionate about. I can make money at it. I can introduce wrestling and collectibles and cards to uh, people in this community. And I really have been trying to make an effort to be part of my community that I live in right here and uh, to provide a place where wrestling fans can come to and um, uh, enjoy, enjoy wrestling, pro wrestling. Um, you know, we do our viewing parties here. Everybody who walks in the store, I always ask, how did you hear about us? So I get that feedback and I ask, um, uh, I let them know that we're trying to build a community here, that there are always 
welcome to come to the store when they want to come in. If there's a pay-per-view, I don't care. I'm old. I still call them pay-per-views. Um, they can come to the store and watch events here in the store. We'll have them here um, and be around like-minded people to come in and heck, have fun and ooh and ah, oh, you suck blah, blah, <laughs> in, front of, in front of a crowd of people, man, and have fun. Um, right. So that's important to me. You know, it's uh, important to me to you know, provide some kind of a service to the people here about products that I'm, I'm passionate about and I'm happy about. So for me, uh, this, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make this quick, but it actually started with tops slam, which I, oh, I wish they'd bring that back. I miss that app so oh, much, but I, so, so much. It started with that, which then got me back into physical cards. I went to the LCS. I bought my five row monster box for like 30 bucks and I was having fun going through. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to collect this up. There's actually some wrestling stuff in there. I pulled out. And as I'm building collection, I would see these other cards I wanted. So, you know, I would sell the cards I didn't want for, you know, anywhere from a dollar to $10 or whatever it was, and then buy the cards I wanted. And I just kept doing it more and more and more. And it got to the point where I was like, I wonder if I could actually make a full-time living out of this. Now I'm still work at, at the time of recording, I'm still working, you know, a, another job, but this is about to match that same amount from a, a, you know, gross perspective. Mm -hmm. So without getting too far into the numbers there, but it started growing and growing and growing. And it started like, for me, it started making me appreciate my PC items even more because I would be like, okay, what differentiates the line of PC item or inventory? What can I, what do I really, really not want to get rid of? And what can I part with to then buy more inventory? And the more that I got into it, the more I just kept going and going and going. And uh, it, I had, I've, ha I have a passion for the things people hate. I can lick envelopes all day long. <laughs> I can put tape on packages all day long. Everything that everybody hates, I love. And I think, you know, you've got to like, you said it, you guys spending two hours on the phone with customer service. Like you have to have the passion to get through that kind of stuff to make a go of this. And everybody thinks that, you know, there's, it, you can just buy stuff and sell it and everything go that's all it takes to get into the uh, business of collectibles or anything like that. But there's so much more that goes into it. And I think we should take a second to just talk about what exactly it is that you need to get started in the collectibles business. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And as we're back from Tony taking another phone call, because this is what <laughs> happens when you're a businessman, you're on the phone with five people at once recording a podcast in a retail store. So uh, we've kind of touched on what, why someone would make, want to start a business based on collectibles, because on the surface, it sounds like fun. You get to play with figures or play with cards or play with, you know, eight by tens or videos or whatever it is all day long. So what, in your opinion, again, as somebody who just started a business, what does it take to get started? You, you decided you want to open a business around the collectible that you love. Where do you go from there? Like, what's the stepping stone for you personally? Well, I'm starting to feel like this is an interview, but... Um, kind of. <laughs> um, this is not... It's it's not my first business. Uh, so it's my first brick and mortar business. Uh, but, you know, being an online... Doing what you do now, 
I, you know, I, I was doing that, you know, I did that in the early 2000s, sure. uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And um, you take a passion and you've, you can turn it into something that can help you fuel your passion even further. So you can do what you did, which is buy a collection, find some things, turn that around, take that money, reinvest it back into something that you're going to, some things for your PC, some things for more merchandise. And all of a sudden it just kind of grows and grows and grows. Um, I, I enjoy the process. So Me I too. Do, while I, while I don't like some of the hiccups and uh, potholes I hit sometimes working when you hit that, the aggravation is there and the frustration is there. But then when you get around it and work your work around that and get to the other side, like totally worth it, man, that was totally worth it. And it's like, I, it, you feel like a level of success uh, just in getting over a hurdle, you know? Right. Um, but this store is fueled by the sale of a trading card. Um, yep. you know, I, I did, a, I recorded, um, it's on coast to coast on TV. I did another episode with the card life TV. And uh, matter of fact, they just uh, tagged it on social media today. So they featured today finally. Um, but, uh, where they came in and we talked about the sale of this trading card and, uh, um, funding the store and what we, the store is about what we do. Um, so there's definitely a process that goes into it. And some people like the process. Some people don't, some people are afraid of the process. Um, but everything's a process, everything you do in life, there, yep. there's a process involved. Um, and if you want to be successful, you're going to have to take chances. Um, I'm taking a big, t- big, big chance, uh, rolling a, a, the dice with a lot of money, uh, for this, this store that I have three years on my lease to make it or break it. And I have no intentions of breaking. I have, uh, every intention of making, cause I, I have bigger aspirations than just the wrestling guy store here in Arizona. Um, well, like you said, uh, trying to build a community and reach out to other people and make it a welcoming place. Like that's more than just a store. hundred percent. It's, it's, it's gotta be about um, the store has a character, has a personality to it. And then that personality starts with you. So if, um, if, if you're going to be a dick, then your store is going to be recognized as being someplace you don't want to go to. Uh, but if you, um, and I, I've already had that as, as an example where someone came in from our first signing and he was a regular customer to the card shop next to me. Yes, I'm next to a card shop. <laughs> um, and uh, he just came in. He's like, I think this is going to be my last signing. I'm not doing any more of these. And I go, well, why? And he said, well, I don't I don't feel really comfortable. And I go, and I, he never explained to me why he didn't feel comfortable. But uh, I said, but dude, you you are you are um, with like minded people here. So um you should feel warm and welcoming. So I mean, just, you know, get, he ended up going through, do the signing, you know, give me a fist on the way out. Three hours later, he calls me on the phone and says, dude, I'm coming to every one of your signings. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I, th- I think getting started, you, you've got to be able to have a passion as we've stated. And then I think the other thing you have to do that you've also mentioned is take chances. Like you've got to, you've got to be, like I, I've, for the most part, I've always been kind of a risk averse person, but when I started doing this, I started taking more chances and most of the time those are paying off. Do I lose sometimes? Sure. But more often than not, it's like you said, can you get through that, that barrier? And when you get, once you get through it, it's worth the payoff. And then you want to do it more, bigger, better, more. So like whatever it is, you're doing cards, figures, whatever it is, knowing the product, taking chances and having the drive, like is the, you have to have a drive to be successful. You know, if you're just wanting to you know, sell a card here, sell a figure there, you're probably not going to do well. If you want to just more, 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 get get the right things into people's hands, being Mm -hmm. able to negotiate and take 
Maybe somebody says, I want, you know, two figures and 10 cards and I'll give you this for, you know, wheeling and dealing, being able, like sometimes you can't do that, but other times you can. And that pays off in the long run because then you get returning customers. Yeah, they it know is a, It's a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes too, because, you know, my mindset sometimes goes, I don't, I don't think you're walking into Walmart trying to wheel and deal. Right. You ain't walking a target wheel and dealing, but because when you're a mom and pop place and you have a uh, little, uh, a niche, you know, uh, a store uh, product. I, I guess you can get away with it. And I've had that happen. Like, hey, would you take 60 for this you know, instead of a hundred, you know, 80 or whatever. Uh, so sometimes, and you got to be, uh, you know, careful about your costs and stuff like that right. too. But, but yeah, I mean, you, you, you want to, the important thing too, when you're opening a business too, is also be mindful and listen to your customers Yeah, because they're, they're going to direct you into, they're going to navigate you to where you probably should be going, I guess, for your specific area, your specific genre, whatever it is. So like around here, it's taking me about three months, but I'm I'm pretty pretty aware now of who my best sellers are going to be going forward. Um, yeah. Oh, do you have Seth Rollins? Oh, do you have Roman Reigns? Or do you have Ultimate Warrior? You're going to get those like that. But I have a pretty good focus now of like, I need to get more of this particular character because that's my number one selling person. So I have, oh, my number one female is this person. I got to get that kind of. So always like talk to your customers. Uh, whether you're selling online, talk to them via DM or through messaging. Uh, if you have a brick and mortar, you know, talk to your customer, come in, always ask them where, where, uh, how you, how they found out about you. It helps you, uh, understand if you're spending money for advertising, where to spend your money. Um, uh, always ask them what, uh, what they're into. Are you old school, new school? What do you collect? Who's your favorite wrestler? That kind of thing. Whatever it can be. Always have a communication, open dialogue with your customers. Uh, I don't care if you're online or in store, uh, that will help direct you on what it is you need to do. So we've spoke about this a little bit, but I think we should touch on some pros and cons. Uh, and you can just pick one of each that maybe you haven't mentioned yet. Something that comes to the top of the mind when it comes to running a business. For me, I'll start it off. Uh, the pros is the fact that if you scale this up, that snowball effect of just doing more and more and more, the next thing you know, again, you can potentially replace a W-2 job by doing this if it's mm -hmm. you're doing it successful. And and doing it over time, like I've built my eBay store over the past four to like, I've had it since, I don't know, like mid two thousands, but I, you know, it was just there, but I really didn't start scaling it up till about four years ago. And that's when I started like, you know, I'm going to see if I can make a run at this. And, and, and so far it's been successful as far as the cons, um, you know, customer service, you spoke about it, like dealing with negative feedback, dealing with people that send you threatening messages. I don't know yeah. that you've got that, but I've got that. Yeah. Uh, you know, dealing with people who, you know, you have a thousand dollar card and they offer you $1 for it. You know, there's, there's a lot of those kind of cons that go into it. But, uh, for me, the pros always outweigh the cons from my experience. What are your thoughts mm -hmm. on pros and cons? Same, pretty much same. I mean, you're going to get some ridiculous offers or, uh, sometimes you get people come in, they make just ridiculous comments. They come in here and they make some kind of comments. Like they pull a figure off the wall and like, Oh, this person something derogatory. Da, 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 da. So I'm like, well, what did you pick it up for? Just to make a comment? That's, you... that's the guys on Twitter I mentioned that come into these, like, nobody wants this card set. The, who, who wants a card set based on collectors? Same guy, just yeah, online. Same, yeah, same guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, um, again, I, I agree with you, though, that the that the pros always seem to outweigh that uh, the negatives or the cons. But there's other things too besides just what you're talking about customer base. This is all customer driven stuff. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes too that you have to get through. For me, 
there's a lot of hidden things that as a never owning a brick and mortar for the things that I didn't take in consideration, common sense stuff, didn't consider it, uh, supplies, displays, uh, insurance, uh, all these things that I didn't realize, oh, I totally forgot these. Of course, these are important things. I should have been aware of this like that. I'm going to end up spending a few thousand dollars on stuff like this on slat walls and, and islands and peg hooks and a printing machine and label makers and, uh, you know, all these things that you don't consider like, man, I just spent like $4,000 on a bunch of right. stuff. And that really cuts into my inventory counts like that. You know, I, I want to do 35, 35, 40 different uh, shirt designs from small to triple XL. Holy crap. Look at that bill. If I spend all that, then I'm not going to have <laughs> any money for figures. Right. I guess I better cut down to six designs. It's like that instead. Um, there's, there's lessons to be learned that don't even involve the customer. There's lessons to be learned that don't even involve interacting with people, uh, that are going to come and buy from you. There's a lot of things that go behind the scenes and some of those can be pros and cons. Um, but again, uh, and I think there's more negative aspects of that than positive, but when you get over those hurdles, those become greater assets to you in the long run, because now you've established a framework to work with that customers can come in and see your displays, see all your t-shirts, see all the price tags, see all the cool little islands that you've developed like that, that you, you know, took down from a bed, bath and beyond and rebuilt here in the store. Uh, see your table structures you built and the, and the, and the shelvings you put ups like that. Those all cosmetic things play a key to providing uh, a, a nice environment for customers to come into and enjoy. So, I, so there's always that aspect too, that people I think forget about. So I think one of the last things we should talk about is, and we've touched on this a little bit, but maybe Tony, you can pull something out of your bag of tricks, your businessman tricks that we haven't talked about yet. And that's because I already have it in my mind what I'm going to say. What is something that you think goes into running a business that it's, it's completely like people don't think about it, that it's kind of out of sight, out of mind until it hits them. And they're like, oh yeah, this is important. Well, like I said earlier, uh, I think, um, the foundation of your business and what goes into building the foundation. It's more than just your products. It's more than just your customer interactions. There's a lot of things that go involved. I mean, if you're doing online, there's certain things and rules you have to follow. If it's uh, a brick and mortar, like I have here now in Phoenix, um, there's other things with, you know, city ordinances and taxes. And, and it, those are important things. I think that I, I think uh, you have to be mindful of. I know that you're like, well, of course I got to pay taxes. Well, of course I got to do this. And of course I got to have, you know, peg hooks to hang things from in court. But I think in the, you, sometimes the excitement level gets, uh, takes over and like, can't wait till I open grand open. Can't wait to customers coming in. Yeah. They just think that they open the door. Money just comes walking through the door. And I have a lot of people who will walk in the door who just come in just like, oh, a wrestling store. This is pretty cool. But everybody who comes in pretty much go who is a fan walks in like, I cannot believe we finally have a wrestling store. I've wanted one in Arizona for so long. It's just awesome. They don't buy anything. And I you have to be kind of mindful that everybody walking through your door is not spending money. Right. Everybody who visits your eBay store is not spending money. Uh everybody who comes to your to your your table at a at a, a card show is not spending money. Um it's a matter of how you're interacting with those people and um, uh, trying to, you're, you're building many relationships. Yes, sometimes, that's exactly what I was thinking. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, so, uh, you know, sometimes it's just a, it's a minute one relationship that you're never going to probably have going beyond that point. Probably it's someone who's come to your table or come to your eBay store or come inside your, your actual store. Um, and they come in for one time, one time only, you don't know if it's for them. You don't know if they're buying a gift for someone they know who's into wrestling or whatever it is that you're selling. Um, and so it's a mini moment to create a relationship with that person. Sometimes that relationship can build into a regular where you're mm-hmm. like, this is someone who's been shopping with me and been a customer of mine for years or whatever the case may be. So everybody is different. Every situation and how you're dealing with somebody should always still be with an understanding of potentially making this person a longtime customer, whether it be the one transaction or the hundredth transaction. It doesn't matter. It's building relationships. So my thing, and you're going to relate to this time. It- <sighs> Another thing. <laughs> so I don't think people realize how much time goes into this. I can speak from a personal perspective. When I'm not working the W-2 job, I'm working the eBay store. And, w- and whether that's listing, shipping, packing, uh, buying collections, communicating with other people, dealing with customer service, dealing with refunds, returns, problems with the post office, going to the post office. There's so much things that go into this. And I think People just think kind of like you said, they get that excitement level. They're like, oh, I'm going to open this store. Our grand openings this day. We're having free hot dogs and free balloons for all the kids or whatever. But little do they know all the time, you know, they, they put all this time and effort into this. And then all of a sudden they can't go watch that indie show down the street. They can't, you know, I'm, I'm, I hate to say this, but sometimes family time, like ancillary family time, not with the people you live with gets cut. Uh, time mm-hmm. spending with friends that goes out the door because you've got to run the business. You've got to get things done. And that's, you got to have friends first. Yeah. I don't, I don't have very many (laughs) other than the wrestling car community. So it works out for me, which, Hey, that's fine with me. I, 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 the passion that I have for running the store supersedes anything. I, any negatives, as you said, that keeps to be, keeps the growing theme going of how Mm -hmm. getting past the hurdles is more beneficial than the negatives it just keeps Mm -hmm. going and going and going but that's kind of the biggest thing i found is the more i do this the more i list the more i sell the less time i have the less time i've got to you know scroll through social media and see what people are arguing about or see what the latest wrestling headline is i I still try to keep up with that and for the most part i'm able to as far as wrestling goes but there's just so many other things that i end up having to cut out of my life that were time consuming video games or watching movies or tv or whatever that you've got to focus on the business. So I think that's Mm -hmm. my biggest thing that people don't take into consideration. Oh yeah. I get to sell cards and figures and toys and Mm -hmm. uh, DVDs all day long. That's what I, yeah. But there's also this back end that takes so much time. So yeah. It's um, it's also like my, my booking business. People just think you're living this, uh, uh, this glorious life that you get to go travel the country or the globe and you get to hang out with wrestlers or celebrities all day. And uh, that's all they see because we always put our best foot forward. We always put our, our favorite pictures of our vacations and our trips and the wonderful things like, Oh, look, I'm, I'm hanging out with John Aston this week. I mean, don't you remember from Adam's family? Da, da, da. Look, I'm hanging out with that. 
and you, you you give this illusion to people that you're living like this glorious life. It's like uh, it's like being a celebrity too. You know, they put out post their big uh, their, their pictures like, oh look at that, they're at the beach again, they're all bikini, and look at that. <laughs> I mean, it's wait, it's is there a picture of you in a bikini floating around somewhere? I got to see that. I don't know. Google it. There might be. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just um, it, there's a there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. Um, that's why I've always told myself like I'm a professional babysitter. Uh, that's kind yeah. of what I do. Um, and it's not a derogatory thing. It's just that there's a lot of things that go behind the scenes of you know uh, negotiating the deals for the terms and you know, the terms that we're going to do. You know, flight information, uh, uh, writing and rewriting and rewriting and rewriting contracts. Um, just so much stuff that goes on it, it, it all equates to what you said time time is money now what your value is is determined by what you feel your value is if you feel that spending three hours to do something very minute that probably isn't as important as something else might be is more important to your time then that's what your value is right um so time is extremely important um I, I just, for me, it's just sort of an unwritten rule anyways that I just uh, didn't even bring it up in this conversation. So you brought it up just now, but it's, it, there's, there's, there's a, a lot to be said for time. And uh, maybe you don't value your time as much as some other people do, but that's why I think that some of the people who are very successful, um, they do value their time and their time is money. My, my go-to for, for that, what you just said is, well, they, they're like, oh, well, you're you're selling low-end cards on eBay for the most part, or you're not making very much profit margin or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, what is your time? You know, should, am I enjoying my time sorting, listing, and shipping cards? Or am I enjoying that same amount of time making zero money, actually spending money to do it, sitting around and watching Netflix, sitting around and playing video games, you know, not really do, no, no offense to any of those things, but I'm not really bettering myself really by doing those things. Whereas well, helping your situation for sure. Right. And running a business, you are. So that, that's kind of where I'm at with that. So especially when you're, yeah. when you're a one person operation, it's uh, everything falls on you. Yep. Uh, there's, there is no HR department. There is no, uh, there's no tax department. There's no any departments. You are the top department, all those departments. So yep. if you're, if you're fortunate enough, like for me, I have my wife who is very helpful in things that I need to do when it comes to bookkeeping or uh, paperwork stuff. She is much better at, at, than I am. I know she probably dreads doing it for me, but she's so good at it. And I, I don't even know where I'd be uh, without her taking care of some of those things for me. Um, that gives me more of a time to merchandise, more of a time to interact with customers, more of a time to uh, fi find the things. That I, I mean, even she's getting involved now. She's looking for all kinds of distributors for me. It's like that. She goes, what about pro wrestling tees? How come we can't order from them? Let's go. Da, da, da. Hey, look, we can. Da, da, da. We have to order this many. I mean, she's going out there and getting the information for me that I didn't think uh, we could do. So, you know, she wants to see the business succeed. So now I'm, I, now I'm a one, two punch in a sense. So it's great. So for the first time in my life, it's not just me doing everything. Um, so uh, uh, got to be passionate about what you're doing out there. And if you've got someone else to be passionate with you, that's more power to you, man. I, I I'm fortunate in that, in that respect, but um, yeah, all these things, man, I can go on and on. Last question, very quickly. What's one thing as a business owner that you would say to somebody who is considering open a business of any kind, online, in person, no matter what it is? Uh, it's okay to fail. Good one. It's It really is. It took me a lot to, to realize that, actually. You know, I'm 53, I'm going to be 54 this year. Uh, and it's taken me all these years 
to acknowledge that it's, I guess there's two things, okay to fail and it is okay to ask for help. Yeah. If you've got people in your life that are willing to assist you or help you, whether it be financially, whether it be uh, uh, handling paperwork, whether it be, you know, helping you sort or package things like that, um, whatever assistance is out there, don't be afraid to ask for if you need that help um, and be prepared to fail. And failing is good. It actually is. It, it sucks in the moment. It is a uh, a soul sucking experience. Uh, it, it really hits you in the gut uh, when something doesn't happen right. But that's OK. If you're if you know that you can learn from that and take what did work and now you know what not to do. Right. I mean. I don't even know who the quote is. I'm not some genius. I, I was at Edison like, oh yeah, you know, I, I did uh, I had a thousand you know, uh, experiments like that and they all failed, but all it took was one time, one. whatever the case, yep. whatever that, whatever that quote is. But uh, my point being is that you can go out there and, 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 and keep plugging along, fail, learn, get better the next time you just improve on your failures. Now, that being said, I certainly don't want to fail in the store. That's a right. it's a monumental dollar amount that I'd be losing my money, uh, losing on. But uh, but that's what drives me to make sure that I don't at the end of the day fail. I don't mind failing on. Oh, this product line did not work for me. These T-shirts didn't work for me. This particular action figure set didn't work for me. These cards didn't work for me. But I know. But that's that that's part of those little, little tiny uh, battles inside the big war. And right. as long as I come out ahead you know, winning the war, I'm okay, but I don't mind losing some battles here and there. My one piece of advice, because, you know, first off, I guess I'm hoping that everybody listening to this today has taken something away, whether it's, I I understand that not everybody listening to this is going to open a business or wants to even run a business, but maybe what we're saying drives you in your collecting. Maybe it opens your mind to realize how business owners have to operate to, you know, give you that product that you want. So my take, my best piece of advice for anybody wanting to start a start a business of any kind is drive and passion. You you have to be relentless. Like it, you have to have like tunnel vision for what that goal is that you want. And you've got to go through those hurdles. You've got to go through the failures. You have to have the passion for what you're doing. Do you like sitting around and licking envelope, envelopes all day? Guess what? I do. I'm probably a weirdo, but I'm having fun doing it. And you just get keeps getting through those hurdles, like you said, drive, passion, and loving what you do, helping out the community. That's why we're here. Let's get out of here. Tony, let everybody know where they can find you. Oh, man, we could talk about this for, for so long, man. I mean, both of us have had a history of doing uh, these things, and it's just um, it's fun to talk about. And then if yeah. someone gets like one little, one little nugget of like, didn't think about that, or, oh, that's a good point, or... Uh, whatever it is, and you decide you want to go on and be an, an eBay seller or uh, open up a brick and mortar or set up at a card shop show or something like that, whatever it is. Um, I hope that somebody gets something out of it. And again, we're probably missing some points that other people have different perspectives of what they can bring to the table when they're opening their businesses and what they uh, learn. Um, and I love to hear from people uh, yeah. who have open businesses. Uh, I don't care what kind of business it is. And, uh, and even if it's advice. failed, I'd love to hear those stories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what kind of advice will you give to people? Like what kind of advice will you give me? What advice do you have for me as someone who's three months into my grand opening now, uh, past three months of grand opening, you know, what kind of things, uh, advice can you give to me and what I'm doing? Like what things should I be mindful of that you feel like to be my, I, I want to hear from everybody. Um, 
uh, I always want to hear from everybody about this stuff, but um, it's an interesting topic and I, uh, everybody has a different viewpoint and path that they got to where they are or where they went for their business adventure. But uh, for me, everything's at wrestlingtradingcards.com. All of our social media can be found on the bottom of every single page. Um, you know, uh, come check us out. If you don't know about us, this is your first time listening. Um, we've been around a little while, uh, kind of do what we do for a long, long time. And, uh, thank you again, everybody who purchased the, uh, 2023 wrestler wrestling card collector series. Um, maybe there's a series two. We'll who see. Knows? <laughs> we'll see. All right. You can find everything I'm doing at Zan morning on all social platforms, wrestling with cards on YouTube, wrestling with cards, the podcast. Uh, you can buy my cards in the collector set if you are a fan of mine, I guess. Uh, actually, you can't because they're sold out. So now you've got to pay triple the price and go buy them on the secondary market. That's so much fun to be able to say that. But <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe wherever you're listening to this on. Share with a friend. Get more people involved with wrestling cards. Share, you know, get more people listening to wrestling card content. And let us know, what do you think of this episode? What do you think of the wrestling card set? What do you think of that rock sale? Tag us on social media. We'd love to hear from you, be it positive, negative, agree, disagree. Just get the community going in a great discussion. And until next time, when we have to keep one quote at the cornerstone of our hobby, and I know Tony uses this quote on a regular basis because it's what drives him to continue his business and being successful. Wrestling cards. Goodbye. <laughs>